Welcome back to Sailing in the Mediterranean podcast. I had a pleasant surprise this week. Not one of my listeners, but a future listener, John in Louisiana, got a hold of me and wanted me to talk to him about actually working with him on my professional basis, which is I'm a registered investment advisor, a money manager for individual clients. John had downloaded my ASA 103 series of lessons, enjoyed my style. Then he did some more due diligence and actually, I think he probably Googled my name and then went and listened to my Series 7 study guide, my audio lessons for the Series 7 study guide. And after that, he got a hold of my company and asked that I contacted him. John has a very interesting life. He has a sailboat, lives on Lake Pontchartrain down in Louisiana. He built a couple companies up over his lifetime, and he's 55 years old. He's going to be selling one of his businesses in the next year, which will give him some funds to go sailing. So he reached out to me, and and we started a discussion on how I might manage his portfolio. (laughs) I'm sort of surprised. I don't advertise for my business on this podcast, but I thought that was a very pleasant surprise. So anyway, I appreciate that. I took I gave John a call this morning, and we had about a half an hour discussion, and we hit it off immediately. I really enjoyed talking to him. So one of the benefits of doing a podcast, and the benefits are few and far between for the time you put into it, is the opportunity to meet people that you would never have a chance to meet otherwise. And that's happened to me several times by doing this podcast and my other podcast, which is the Series 7 podcast or the Series 7 Study Guide. I haven't really met many people on that podcast because that's really a podcast for professional education for those studying to work in the financial services industry. Probably the most important exam you have to pass to be able to work in the financial services industry is the Series 7 exam, which is a pretty tough exam. So I put together a series of lessons to help people get through that exam. So getting back to this podcast, Sailing in the Mediterranean, last week I talked about a one-week charter out of Dubrovnik and sailing north. This week I'm going to talk about the possibility of a one-week charter out of Dubrovnik going south. And for reasons that I'm going to talk about a little later, I don't think it really makes much sense to try to go down to Uh, Montenegro, but I'm going to talk about that and also the possibility of chartering a boat out of Montenegro. So let's say you just flew into Dubrovnik. You spend a night in Savtat, which is a beautiful little port village, and it's very close to the airport. And then you head up and get on your boat in Dubrovnik, way up the uh, inlet in Dubrovnik at ACI Marina, and you head down. And once you get out of the mouth of the river, you're going to have a choice of going north or south. Now, Last week, I talked about a nice quick harbor to stop into for your first night being Zaton. If you're going to be heading south, the harbor I would head to, which is going to be a little longer hop, would be back to Savtat. Now, along the way on your trip down to Savtat, you're going to have a chance to go by Dubrovnik, the outer walls of the walled city of Dubrovnik, and it's spectacular. You're probably going to go past a few cruise ships that are anchored there and drop off their hordes of visitors for the day. Uh, But it's a a beautiful city to view from the outside, from the water. Most people don't get that opportunity. You're going to have that opportunity. But continuing down the coast, you'll go by the island that I mentioned last week of Locrum. And 
If it's very, very settled weather, you might be able to do an overnight in locrum. I wouldn't really recommend it. I've done it, but I don't really recommend it because of the risk of a bora. The shore would be to your lee if the bora comes up because it's open to the uh, to the east, northeast, and northwest, and the bora is going to come down from the mountains. So you're going to be exposed to the bora if that's the case. But as you wander on down, if it's a fairly early day, you slowly, leisurely work your way down around, hugging the coast, and you'll come around a corner to the left. And if you're hugging the coast, you can see some hotels that still have holes from the the war between Croatia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, all the other little countries there. And the last time I was there, the holes were still in the hotel, and the hotel was bombed out. And it's pretty much fenced in, so you can't really get into this old hotel. But it's interesting to go by there and realize that it wasn't that long ago that they were fighting. But the scars still exist. There's a little harbor around the corner there, and this is to your left as you're working your way down the coast, called Mlini, M-L-I-N-I. It's really shallow inside there. You'd have to tie up on the wall, and there's not much there except some, some newer hotels. My suggestion is to head down to Savtat. Now, once you get to Savtat, you have two choices on where to anchor in Savtat. If money's no object, go ahead and pull into the harbor inside of Savtat. It's beautiful, it's picture perfect, and you're going to pay to anchor there. The other way to anchor there is to go around the outside of Savtat on the northeast side of the little peninsula that makes up one arm of the bay of Savtat and anchor over on the bay to the east of Savtat and then dinghy ashore. That's what I've done. I've been a frugal sailor, so I've usually anchored instead of gone in the harbor. But if you go in the harbor, somebody's going to come up to you immediately and tell you that you have to pay to anchor in the harbor. Now, when I cleared customs in Savtat years ago, when I sailed over from Brindisi, Italy, I arrived at Savtat early in the morning before the sun was up and just pulled in and not knowing the requirement to pay to anchor in there, I anchored. And immediately in the morning, somebody came up and told me that I had to pay to anchor. And I said, well, I just arrived from Italy last night. I need to clear customs. What do you want me to do? He said, well, clear customs, but if you stay here tonight, we're going to charge you to anchor in here. So they're pretty adamant about collecting money to anchor in the harbors of of Croatia, which is unusual. You'll never get that in Greece or Turkey or any other country I've ever been to. So to avoid that, I go to the other side of the peninsula and, and anchor. Now, I used to not be hassled at all over here, but the last time I was anchored when we were clearing out of Croatia to sail down to Montenegro, a man came out in a boat and said, oh, I'm going to take your garbage and I'm going to charge you for taking your garbage. And I said, no, I don't need you to take my garbage. And he kept insisting that he had to take my garbage. And I finally told him to get lost. And I wasn't going to pay him to take my garbage because I didn't have any garbage. But you're going to be hassled that way. And he's going to pretend that he's an official and he's going to have an official looking shirt on. And if you want him to take your garbage, go ahead and pay him to take your garbage. But I don't think it's required. At least it wasn't when I did it. He kept saying, you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay. And I said, no, I didn't. So I cleared out the next day, and nobody said anything about it. So it's getting more difficult to find free anchorages in Croatia. But if money's no object, just go right in and anchor inside the, the port. It's beautiful. You might be able to tie up along the wall. If not, you can anchor in the port. And it's a it's a cute little town. 
Now, if you're going to do a one-week charter and head down to Montenegro, at this point in time, you're going to need to clear out, and Savtat is a clear-in and clear-out port. Dubrovnik is another one, but I would choose Savtat over Dubrovnik anytime. Just easier to do. They have a little customs dock inside the inside bay where you can come in, tie up temporarily while you're clearing out of customs. When I cleared in, there was a long line of boats, so it took quite a while, probably two or three hours to actually clear in, waiting for our turn in line. When I cleared out the last time, I got up early in the morning and dinghied in from my anchored boat and did all the customs formalities uh, just by walking around to the, I think it was three different places I had to go to clear out. So clearing out is going to take you some time. Then if you decide to head south, which is what I would say, so this would be day one. Day one, you come in, you spend your night at Savtat, wander around the beautiful little port. Next morning, you're going to clear out of Croatia. Now, this is assuming that the charter company you're chartering with is going to let you do this, and you'll need to check that ahead of time. Some charter companies don't want you taking their boats out of the country. Some don't care. So make sure you can do this before you decide to try to go down to Montenegro. Once you do that, you're going to head down the coast and enter into Montenegro, and you're going to enter the fjords. And now you're going to go through the whole clearing-in process of clearing into Montenegro. And it took me quite a while to find the correct place to tie up. I went into a fairly developed harbor thinking that was going to be where I would clear into Montenegro and was immediately told that I was in there illegally and I was not, <laughs> that was not a clear-in port and they pointed me in the right direction for the clear-in port. The port I pulled into, by the way, was uh, was called Hercignovi, H-E-R-C-I-G-N-O-V-I. So I pulled into this port, sort of dropped my anchor, tried to get some information. They said, no, 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 this is not a clear import. You have to go somewhere else. And that somewhere else was a little bit to the east to where there was a basically a ferry dock where you could tie along the side. And I'm pretty sure the name of that town was called Zelinka. Z-E-L-E-N-I-K-A. So you tied along the side there, you would go through the gate, and they would direct you to the customs office. And we got a, I think it was a two-week visa for sailing our boat in Montenegro, and I think it was around $50, maybe $60 for that. So they want to know exactly how long you're going to be in there and and when you're going to be leaving. So for a one-week trip, this is going to pretty much take out your full day, and, and this is what we did. On the next day, we cleared out in Savtat, went around, cleared in after we could find the right place to clear in. And then we headed on into a little tiny village called Riesen, R-I-S-A-N. And at Riesen, there's a, a big, long key that you can tie alongside of. Now, first of all, we tied on the west side of the key, and somebody came out and told us, no, we can't tie up there because big ships come in on that big long west side and so we went around and tied on to the the northeast key or the north key and spent a couple nights there we sort of liked this place we wandered around the next day there's a little uh, museum we went to and so we spent the first night there the next day we just wandered around and then they spent the second night there and then after that there's really not that many places to tie up in the fjords of montenegro But the next day, we went and visited an island called Our Lady of the Rock. And there's a monastery on this little 
I guess it's more of a rock than an island. And the island is pretty much man-made. There's a story behind that. You can pull in there and tie up temporarily while you visit the monastery, but then you have to leave fairly quickly, and it's usually pretty crowded. But we were able to sneak in there, raft next to another boat, and go visit the monastery. And then we continued around the corner to uh, just a beautiful little town of Kator, K-O-T-O-R. Now, if you're on a one-week charter, this is going to be about day three. At Kator, there's plenty of room to tie up. You're going to pay to tie up, but you drop your bow anchor and back into the key and tie your stern lines to the key. And in past podcasts, I've talked about the trouble I had in Kator, not with Montenegro, but with my boat engine, so I'm not going to go into it. But we ended up being stuck in Kator for about four or five days. Actually, it was about five days. And it was a delightful place to be stuck. The town was a medieval village. It was beautiful. But we ended up renting a car, and I'd recommend you do this if you visit Montenegro. And and we drove up and around the inner parts of Montenegro, way up some switchbacks to the top of the mountain. And I'm not going to go into the national parks, but there's a lot of national parks up there that are just absolutely gorgeous. We did a big loop working our way around in Montenegro, and and that turned out to be actually one of the more memorable parts of our trip. The fjords of Montenegro are fantastic, but we also enjoy doing some inland travel. There's a big marina in Montenegro that used to be a submarine pen, and Peter Monk, who was the founder of Barrick, developed it. And when we were there, it was still under massive construction. And this is the sort of marina that doesn't do much for me, but it's a mega yacht marina. Uh, It's got shopping and dining to your heart's content. And it was still under construction when we were there, but they did have boats that were moored at this marina. And it was really designed for mega yachts. So it's probably fully developed right now. In fact, I just went to a website this year, 2016 is when it's Uh, scheduled to be fully complete and that's um, (laughs) if you like to go shopping when you're sailing uh, that's a place to go does not appeal to me but some people that's their cup of tea and if you like to do fine dining there's going to be a lot of fine dining here but that's going to be around in the next fjord from Couture personally I liked Couture much more but we ended up going over to this marina and I think it's called Montenegro Marina a couple times because we were looking for a part for my boat and they didn't have it, so it didn't do me much good. But if you have a chance, get off the boat in Couture, leave it there, and rent a car and drive up to the top of the mountain through some of the national parks. We did. It was well worthwhile. Now, this is going to pretty much be the time for you to turn around and head back up to Dubrovnik if you're on a one-week charter because you're not going to have much more time than this. You're going to have to go back around You're going to have to clear out of Montenegro, and then you're going to have to go up and clear back into Croatia at Sovtot. Now, you don't have to clear in at Sovtot. You can clear in at Dubrovnik. I've never done it. Uh, I don't want to do it. It, I went to the customs port in Dubrovnik, and it looked like a nightmare. Sovtot would be a much better choice to clear back into Croatia. But let's look at one other option if you want to visit Montenegro. Now, I'm biased. I like Montenegro more than I like Croatia. The beer was half the price that it was in Croatia. The people were friendly and happy, much different than Croatia. So I would suggest if you want to visit this part of the 
world that you might just charter right out of Montenegro. And there is a couple companies that charter out of Montenegro, out of the big marina that I just talked about, out of uh, the marina, the marina or harbor Montenegro, the big mega marina. So you can charter right out of Montenegro, which is going to give you plenty of time to visit the areas in the fjord, Rison, Our Lady of the Rocks, and Couture. And that'll take probably about three days. But then you might want to head out the fjords and head down to the next town south, which is Budva, B-U-D-V-A. And this, again, is another beautiful little town. You've got a nice marina there to tie up. And it looks like there's a fairly new marina being built there as well, all around protection. Visit this little town for a day and then head south to Bar, B-A-R, just like it sounds. Bar has a marina there. And while the town itself was not particularly interesting, you can take a taxi and go up and visit an ancient town a little farther up the hill, which is called Old Bar. And it has a lot of ancient Roman ruins and worth wandering around up there. So so about this time, it's going to be time to head back up to your charter base. So you will spend a day heading back up to Budva, and then another day sailing around to your charter base, Montenegro Harbor. But that's going to pretty much finish your charter, your one-week charter in Montenegro. If you have a two-week charter, you might go all the way down to the bottom of Montenegro, which is what we did before we cleared out and headed over to Albania. And when you enter this town, it's going to feel totally different from the rest of Montenegro. And this is Yulsinjay, U-L-C-I-N-J. Now, there's no marina there, so you're going to have to anchor. And it's sometimes a little bit rolly, but it's fairly well protected. It's open to the southeast, but other than that, it's, it's pretty much protected all around. When you enter this town, it's going to feel like you've entered a Muslim country. Uh, Montenegro is about half Muslim, half Christian. But Albania, which is right next door, is is a Muslim country. And a little anchorage, it's a little rolly. If you have a chance to get down there, go ahead. But I wouldn't put it really very far up on my list. I'd spend my time visiting Bar, Budva, and then the fjords of Montenegro. That's going to be it for this week. I was looking to interview some people, and all the interviews fell through. I'm running out of material. If you have some suggestions for people that would be interesting to be interviewed, or you have some stories you want to share with us yourself, please email me, franz, F-R-A-N-Z, at medsailor.com. So that's going to finish up this podcast. Let me ask you a favor, a couple favors, actually. Number one, go in and review this podcast in iTunes. I'd appreciate it. And number two, if you have some suggestions for topics to cover, if you have questions you want answered, if you know people who have interesting stories to tell that could share them with our audience, please get a hold of me and let me know. My email address is franz at medsailor.com. Now get out there and go sailing.